When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I'm really excited to introduce today's guest, Brenda. And she is an entrepreneur, but most importantly, she's a confidence and public speaking coach. And so for all the audience out there that has some inkling, if you're listening to this podcast, you want to be an influencer, public speaking is is one of the biggest ways to do that. So today's going to be talking all about overcoming your fear, boosting, getting paid, speaking clearly, all about communication. I'm happy to welcome Brenda to the show. Welcome. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. I know, um, you know, we connected and I love getting inspired by people's stories. So tell people how you got started and how you're helping others today. Absolutely. So my first introduction to public speaking was in high school. I was I was born and raised in Zimbabwe, and I was the head girl of my high school. And at the end of each year, you were required to give an end of your speech as a head girl. And, and I loved everything about serving as a head girl. But the one thing I was dreading was the speech that I had to give. It was kind of looming at the back of my head the whole year. And the closer you got to it, you just felt the dread increasing. And I'm sure a lot of you listeners can relate to this, where you're just hoping it disappears in some way, but it doesn't. Until you get to that place where finally it's like, I have to prepare and and just get on with it. So I did that. And then I decided, oh, I should go and ask a colleague, a respected colleague, what she thinks of my speech. And so I went over to her and I said, hey, what do you think? Uh, Do you mind if I just ask your advice? And immediately she shut me down and she said, no, figure it out for yourself. So after that uh, metaphorical splash of water on my face, I really came to that place of going back home and thinking to myself, what am I afraid of here? Do I not believe that I have it in me to deliver the speech in my own value and in my own worth? And I realized, of course I do. I know that my words have worth. I know that my thoughts have values. So I need to just speak from that. And that's what I did. And I stopped worrying about what other people were thinking. And I just went on and delivered my speech. And and it was well received. And lo and behold, I discovered that I love public speaking. And (laughs) I actually liked this idea of standing in front of people and sharing my thoughts. So now I was hooked and I wanted to do more. And now I was in college, I, I, I joined Toastmasters and I was doing that. And, and I felt like I was a Pied Piper of telling everyone to join it, to join Toastmasters, because I could see the value of it, that it's helping me speak so well, my ideas are coming across so well. But it wasn't until my senior year of college that 
my eyes were really opened to what was possible with public speaking. I had been the international student president and there was a new lounge that was being opened for international students. And so I was required to give a speech, but I was so busy because it was my senior year. I had honors classes and, and a thesis to write and all sorts of other things and other leadership positions that I was a part of that I didn't have time for that. So I decided that I would just have cliff notes in my head of what I was going to say and then deliver my speech from that. So that's what I did. Everything went well and, and I thought nothing more of it until about a week later when I got a call from the Dean of Health to let me know that he had been at that ceremony and was so impressed with how I spoke that he offered me a letter of recommendation from medical school. I was stunned. I had no idea that that little two minute speech that I'd given had made such an impression on him that he would want to write a letter of recommendation for me. I, I thanked him kindly and declined because I was actually studying business at the time. I was, I was studying international business, but I, I was just awed by, I cannot believe the effect that your words can have on someone and you don't even realize it. And not only the, the effect, but the fact that now they're advocating for you, they're opening doors of opportunities that you didn't even try and push through. They just opened for you. And then the second thing that happened was the Dean of, of Business, who did know me, asked me, who had also been at that ceremony, said, hey, Brenda, I was there too. And I would like to ask you to be the student commencement speaker for that semester because I was graduating. Again, I was floored, but just amazed. It was like light, light bulbs were just going on as to, oh my goodness, people do not realize that the power of what public speaking can do, not just for your confidence, but for opportunities, for growing your business, for, for getting you promoted, for visibility. In that case, I did, <laughs> I did accept that invitation and, and I gave the commencement speech. But ever since then, it became this passion and it took a while to get there, but now I'm in this groove of helping specifically professional women and, and small business women develop their speaking skills and, and allowing them to, to get to that place where they believe in themselves, they, they can articulate their thoughts well and their thoughts and their words can have impact every time they speak. So that's where I am today. Yeah, what a fantastic, um journey and um for just the audience out there there's some construction going on so you know we'll do our best to you know block that out but um, my next question for you is this um idea of so one thing is this fear of public speaking and uh it sounded like once you got over this fear you were you're it was off to the races does do extroverts and introverts have this fear of public speaking or is it just introverts it's definitely both extroverts and introverts. And I have to correct a, a very common myth here that only extroverts are going to be natural public speakers. I have come across a lot of extroverts who are very afraid of public speaking. And I've also come across a lot of introverts who are great public speakers. So you have to recognize that this is very much a learned skill for everyone whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. It just takes a step-by-step -step process of getting you to that place where you can speak articulately and you see the results for yourself. And, and I'll have to tell you that I was reading this, this one article on that that actually said that 50% of people get better at public speaking with only 20 hours of training. 
after 20 hours of training, their, their fear and their confidence has improved by 50%. I mean, their fear has diminished and their confidence has increased by 50%. That's pretty incredible. And the uh, the next question is um, this idea. So um, I've really studied really great communicators like Oprah and like Charlie Rose, you know, the interviewers on Bloomberg, CNBC. Um, and why is public speaking such a powerful platform for every professional entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs? Uh, why is that? Well, I think first of all, the moment you start speaking, the first benefit of you speaking is just you have you have a sense of freedom about you. I cannot tell you how constricting and how oppressive it can feel when you know you have so much to say, but it's your fear that's holding you back. And it's your sense of feeling that you don't know what you're going to say. And you think that maybe your thoughts are going to not come across as intelligently as we'd like them to, or you're going to be judged in some way. If you're now coming to a place where you know that you are going to articulate yourself well, you have this freedom that comes with that. And there's also another benefit to public speaking that happens, that is self-discovery. You start to see your own talents, your own beauty, your own magnificence, your own greatness starts to reveal itself. And even that starts to shine through when you are speaking. So when you think about someone like, like Oprah, you know, when she's so, so expressive, she has come to that place of, you know, owning her own greatness, so to speak, and owning her own worth. And, and that is one of the things that I help all of my clients to do. In fact, that's the first thing we do every time we work together, because I believe in that so much that you have to know who you are. And when you do, to have a clear and beautiful picture of who you are is going to give you such confidence and also a sense of freedom that hey, I have something to give to the world, here I am, and then you'll be able to speak. I actually find that with my clients, those first four weeks that we do that, their voice already starts to change. Their voice already has an authority that's coming with it because we have discovered their value. We've discovered their story. We've discovered their gifts and talents. We have let go of all of the negative thoughts that they've been holding on to and, and really painted this beautiful picture of who they are. And one of my clients told me that at first when she did this with me, she was like, she didn't get it at first as to, is this really important? But then after she had done it, she was like, oh, my gosh, you have helped me to become unapologetically myself. And that's pretty much what public speaking is, unapologetically you standing in front of other people and speaking. But the beauty of that, Chris, is that it's not just about you. It's about you now connecting with other people. It's now you helping other people, you allowing other people to be inspired by your words. That's the other thing that is so powerful about that when you talk about Charlie Rose or anybody else is that they're not just speaking as if they're just on a, they're not just grandstanding. They're there to inspire you, to educate you, to, to enlighten you in some way. So it becomes very much a, a, a two-way process of connecting and, and just being inspired. Yeah, so uh, it's just a, such a powerful platform. It gives you attention, exposure, visibility. And I love this, you know, when you say you're, it's like this freedom of expression, almost like um, like an athlete or a, a musician, artist, they're performing. You know, public speaker is no different. Um, one thing that I really came into is this, you talked about this authenticity and coming into yourself. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, for example, Oprah, she has to own herself, own her story, identity, you know, I have to own mine, 
you have to own yours. And, and sometimes I felt ashamed to to own up to it. So what are some of the common speaking habits that could be drastically diminishing your confidence? Well, it's interesting because first of all, your story is so important. It is what makes you you. And everyone's story is, is not going to be perfect. In fact, it's the imperfections that are so endearing about who you are and, and how, how far you've come along. I think those are the stories that not only feed your own confidence when you talk about them, but they also then endear you to everyone who's going to hear from you. And I was reading an article recently that actually said that storytelling is good for your mental health. The more you can talk about your story, it actually helps you to feel more confident, to feel better. And while you're doing that, it's allowing people to connect with you. It's almost like, actually they said oxytocin is being released when you're telling your story. Isn't that incredible? It's like you're bonding with someone the more you're telling your story and you're you're remaining in their memory. You are becoming so memorable. And so just that is going to give you such incredible confidence. And honestly, if you just start from there, you're going to find that the idea of having speaking mistakes and other things starts to go by the wayside. It's no longer your focus. It's now just about you revealing yourself to the world and people will just love you for it because everyone wants to hear your story. And again, it makes you so memorable. In fact, I remember people through their stories. It is just such a powerful thing. But when it comes to any sort of speaking habits that could help you, I would say start with the basics. I'm going to start with the one that everyone always talks about, but we have to go there, <laughs> which is the ums. I, I don't think this is going to be as in any way a suggestion that get rid of all of your ums. If you can do that, that's perfect. But I think that's too much pressure on us to, to think that I have to get rid of every um, otherwise I'm not doing a good job. No, it's okay. I would say to you, reduce your ums. But I would especially say to you, every time you are, you're talking, do not start with an um, because that diminishes your confidence. And it also communicates the same to the people who are hearing you. So if you can at least not do that, like get rid of the ums, because I notice that whenever people are about to speak, they'll say, uh, it sounds like you're being thoughtful, but it's actually somewhat also communicating a little bit of self-doubt, not a little bit, a lot of self-doubt. And what you want to just do in that moment is to, is to communicate to yourself that I'm sure of myself. So the way to do that is just to start with a strong, clear voice that says, I'm ready to share my story with people. And then as you are going along and you're talking, just project a nice, strong, solid voice that allows people to really hear and understand what you're saying. You would be amazed, Chris, at how many times people actually want to hear from you, but they can't because your voice is too low and they're, and they're having such a hard time hearing you. And, and, and you're thinking, oh, no, they're judging me. But no, sometimes it's just because your voice is too low. So one way to just project and to actually feed your confidence is to just increase the volume of your voice. And this is actually verified by a study done at, at the University of Pennsylvania that just increase, increasing the volume of your voice makes you much more persuasive, which is really fascinating. Right? <laughs> just the tone of your voice, the volume is going to make you a lot more attractive and persuasive. And then finally, at the end of your sentences, 
make sure again you use that strong clear voice because again that is you asserting that i'm sure of myself i'm ending my statement on a firm and clear tone what i mean is do not use a questioning tone at the end of your sentences because a lot of people do that they sound as if they're waiting for someone else to approve of them prove of them whereas no you are the one who's in charge of your own words so make sure you end your sentences with an affirmative voice at the end. So that would be my tip at least for making sure that you come across as confidently as you'd like to. Yeah, I, I really love that. And a lot of these are just with a speaking coach or um, like a public speaking coach, they can help you such as Brenda, help you with these ahs and ums and debate, raise your authority and your influence. My next question is you talk this idea and um i found that when i speak to audience if i let everything go like you talked about decreasing the ums and just projecting and sharing and i feel like if i wanted to just connect with the audience and i wanted to share my story then versus if i just memorized a, a speech you know that memorizing a speech it could be flawless but it wasn't as impactful as if i just mm -hmm if I had imperfections, but then I was connecting with the audience. Yes, yeah. yes, very good point, Chris. And, and it's one that I would absolutely advocate for is never memorize your speech. <laughs> Unless if you're really good at memorizing and then really good at remembering your words and connecting with your audience, <laughs> go for it. But for a lot of us, that's not the case. It's better for you to have a few cliff notes that you can use for sure practice. And even with the practice, don't over practice to the point where now you are so scared. Practice like maybe, you know, depending like two to four times, you know, the speech that you have. And you'll know when you when you just have it, you know, when you have a, a good majority of what you want to say, it's in your head. Then you stop and then you now have your cliff notes and you can go from there because that is so important. The connection with your audience is so powerful. In fact, that is the first thing that I always encourage my clients to think about every time they're, they're going to prepare for a presentation. Do not start even with what you think you're going to talk about. Find out who your audience is first, because that's where the power lies. In fact, that's also where your confidence lies. Wow. I cannot tell you how many times when I know, like I'm preparing for a, a talk that I'm going to be giving in May. I, I have an idea because already if you're an expert, you already have your full volume of, of, of expertise that is there. Now you need to focus on is actually customizing your expertise to your audience. So the first thing you want to do is to connect with them. And you can do that by studying as much as you can about who they are. And when I say study, I mean, obviously, discover what their age group is, what their profession is, what they're interested in, what they're afraid of. We've heard all of this before, but go deeper learn stories about who they are. I go and I talk to the host that is hosting the event and, and, and asking them more questions, more detailed questions about who these people are, what's going on with them, what, what do they desire, what do they want to overcome? Because that is golden. And I'm not just asking it so that I can tactfully, you know, put in my speech into them. No, it's very much about me genuinely empathizing with who they are and what's happening with them. And I'm already for, I'm going to say it, I'm falling in love with them. <laughs> I am getting to the place where I care about, where I care about them, where I genuinely 
now want to see them succeed because I have gotten to know them. It's just like with how you would speak to a friend. If your friend is telling you that they're concerned about something, if you are a good friend, you're going to be fully involved in what's going on with them and giving them advice that's going to help them. Simply as a speaker, you are their guide. You are their solution bringer. And if you now understand what's going on with them, their desires, their fears, and even just what makes them happy, and if you now can connect your speech and whatever you want to say to them, you are golden. And what's happening is as you're learning about them this way, your confidence is rising because they're no longer people that you're afraid of. They're no longer strangers to you. They're now people that you know you have something valuable to share. And the more now as you're preparing and you're continuously thinking about them as to how can I help them? How can I bring a solution to them that is as, as, as impactful as possible? You're going to find that by the time you get to the talk, you are actually excited to be there. Don't get me wrong. You might still might feel a little bit nervous. That's perfectly fine. All of us get nervous. I get nervous. Presidents get nervous. So <laughs> nerves are not a big deal. And that's something we need to dispel that, oh, my goodness, if I'm nervous, I'm doing something wrong. I'm not a good speaker. No, nervousness to me is just a sign that I'm invested in what I'm about to talk about and the people I'm going to share. So I would then say to you, by the time you get there, get excited. Get excited about connecting with these people and really put yourself in that position of knowing that I am their guide. I always say this, you are their torchbearer. You are the one who is bringing this incredible light to something that's going on to them that's going to bring a solution that they need. So there you go. That's you connecting with your audience. And can I just say, when you actually get in that in that room, can I just share a couple more tips, scripts that might be helpful? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, get excited actually is the day of your talk. <laughs> if, you, if you can get there, get there early for sure. I, I think the last thing you need is to feel like you're getting in on, on a back foot, sort of, so to speak, because you're late. <laughs> and, you know, like everyone is already in the room. You're a little bit, you know, frazzled and everything else. No, what you want is to get there early when the room is still empty. Get on stage, stand in that empty auditorium, look at everyone, look at the room and imagine everyone who's going to be there and how you are going to impact them. Because now this is your room. It's no longer a room, it's your room. You're taking charge of it. And then project your voice, practice projecting your voice from the stage. So that, and especially picture yourself carrying your voice to the last row. Because sometimes we forget that the room is not just the first two rows in front of us. It's the one we want to reach the one who's at the end who's hiding and or maybe came late. And we want to make sure that they feel equally invited and connected into that discussion. And then you want to get down and walk around the room, own the room. You would be amazed at how much that feeds your confidence when you are now walking amongst the chairs because now this is you owning that space. And then go to the back of the room, look up to the stage, because now you are putting yourself in the position of the person who's going to be sitting there. And now you're empathizing with them. And now you project your voice from there to the stage. And that's going to help you to gauge the volume of your voice. And it's just going to help you to connect with the person that you're going to be speaking to who's in that back row. And this is you now showing, showing up confidently. And then during your talk, if at all possible, especially if you're trying to create an even a deeper connection with your audience, come down again as you're talking. 
and walk amongst them. You would be amazed at what that does. It's it it is it is just magical because now you have removed the barrier of the stage and you're really saying I'm invested mentally. You're saying that subconsciously that I'm invested in you. I want to connect with you, and it also feeds your confidence and allows the people to feel so special because now you are so intimately in and amongst them as you share your important message. Mm. So those are my tips for audience connection and your confidence. Yeah, so wonderful. And how can people find out more about you and uh, about the work that you do and connect with you and you know work with you? I, I the best way is to connect with me on Instagram. I I'm usually on Instagram and it's at brendashadambura.com. But I was also going to mention Chris that I there is something that I feel like every woman or anyone who would like it would would find valuable and that is something called the own the room strategy guide that i have where it's pretty much laying out almost everything that i've just talked about as to how to prepare yourself for any talk that you have so that the day of your presentation you are so ready in terms of stage presence instead of in, in as well as like backstage preparation like what do you do to make yourself feel confident what can you do right there like breathing exercises and your wardrobe and your tech and everything else and you can look at that and always refer to it every time you have a talk so i'm offering that to all of you for <laughs> listeners as well and for all the audience out there listening brenda for coming on almost a master class in public speaking so many tips for the day of as well as how to project confidence these little speaking habits that you can change these one percent adjustments that make 100 percent difference uh be sure to follow and like her on social media which will be in the links and show notes and with that thanks so much for coming on my pleasure thank you so much for having me chris